All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Hello, hello. Welcome to All Things Unexplained. This is CJ Derringer here with my co-hosts. We've got Dr. Tim Mounts and Smitty Neves and our special guest for tonight, Mr. J. Military consultant, Mr. J. Appreciate it. If I could, I'd still be in. Military consultant, yes. We're bringing Mr. J in to help us with this topic which is a hot topic right now. It seems like everywhere I look, I'm hearing about more UFOs or UAPs or whatever other acronym there are for them. That's right, it's all over the news. I tell you what, I, I can't help but feel like something just really big is, is on the precipice of being released and all this news we're seeing is just, it's just kind of a distraction from the real news that we should be paying attention to. Like, what news is that? And you're saying the real news is the UFOs? Well, I'm glad you asked, like, what news is like that? Like the, oh, I don't know, the pyramid UFOs, the missing submarines. Yeah, this missing submarine story is heartbreaking. Did you guys all see that? Yeah. It's heartbreaking. But at at the same time, I I I believe that there's more to the story that than that they're given a press release about. Oh, absolutely! And I tell you what, if everybody wants to hear, I've got a little clip, a little news clip about the missing submarine. Yeah, let's play it. Let's cue this clip up. Missing submarine. Roll it. Worst fears that the missing submarine and the 53 souls on board are now lost to the Balinese Sea. Authorities confirming in a press conference this morning that that vessel is believed to have sunk to a depth of 850 metres, far beyond uh, its survivable limits. They also, as you say, revealed six pieces of debris, including a bottle of lubricant and some plastic sheeting. They believe all of that has come from the sub. Now, this all started on Wednesday when the 44-year-old submarine went missing during a torpedo exercise north of the island of Bali. It failed to report its findings and then an oil slick was spotted on the water's surface and then began that frantic, ill-fated 72-hour rescue efforts. That timing, based on the estimated oxygen supply the sub was believed to have had on board, a multinational effort joining that hunt. The Pentagon even sending a U.S. aircraft to Indonesia to aid the search. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin expressing his heartfelt concern to his Indonesian counterpart. But this morning, that news that nobody wanted and now questions over why this happened and if that old sub was no longer fit for purpose. So just tragic, right? And they, oh. they really don't know why this happened. 53 people on board. And they're already throwing out some things, you know, like it was an old sub. As if, okay, you're on an old sub, so 
is, I guess that makes it much more likely to sink. Is that what what they're trying to tell us? I mean, it certainly sounds like they're trying to get us well, to think that way. Yeah, I mean, well, you have to understand those things are under massive amount of pressure the whole time they're under there. It's just like a diver. If they come up too fast, they get the bends because of the pressure. I mean, that's just the same way with the H.H. Hunley. It sunk during the Civil War, and all the men on side it died. Uh, and they just pulled that thing up in 1994 from, like, 1863. And they they were all still in there, obviously. Uh, they were skeletons, but they actually interred the guy's body for the first time. I had a friend who walked beside the casket dressed in a Civil War uniform and was able to inter the captain of the Hunley for the first time. Wow. So he helped to bury a Civil War soldier. Yeah, it was pretty neat, at least. They said they point. ran out of oxygen too, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the thing imagine? is, they're also putting this theory out there. They're saying that internal waves are a potential reason for sinking the sub and... According to experts, these internal waves, if you've ever experienced plane turbulence, then that's what it's like being inside an internal wave. And Mr. J, you and I were talking about this earlier and how this just seems to really stretch credibility, you know? Like, to get us to believe internal waves could just take out submarines. I mean, and, and, and the thing is, uh, Tim, is, is it, you know, those things are meant to take blasts like you wouldn't believe, um, you know, and, and granted, they even knew, according to NASA, I guess, these types of internal waves happen every two weeks. So, it, to me, it, it just seems like there's, once again, so much more going on than what they are letting us know about what is an internal wave are we talking about something that's happening in the ocean or something that's happening in the submarine do you guys know it's a it, it's an underwater wave that's underwater okay. it's kind of like a uh, fast moving current because if you look at the map where this happened at there's two islands right and there, all that water is pushing through really, really okay. fast. And when you add in, you know, the the, the moon's uh, rotation and you know the whole yeah uh, current, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, it it happens every two weeks or so. So they would know that this was happening. And, it's probably something that they've experienced several times before. It just doesn't seem like that would be enough to sink a submarine. So they said that they were on a torpedo exercise. Are we thinking that that means they're practicing shooting torpedoes or that they're out looking for torpedoes? What, what is your guys' interpretation of a torpedo exercise? Yeah, Mr. J, what do you think about that? I mean, they always, always have exercises, but normally they will not typically use live uh, torpedo exercises. Uh, ammunition i guess you could say okay um it's more like okay um if you think of a game battleship okay cj you got c4 you know 
Oh, you hit my battleship, so to speak. Okay. So they're just practicing aiming at targets and what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It reminds me a lot here recently on the Joe Rogan experience. Commander David Fravor revealed some startling revelations involving submarines and, and ships out in the ocean and yeah. UFOs and unknown things out there. But I, I want to save that clip for right now, if that's okay, because, you know, we've talked a lot about synchronicity on this show and fate and different things. But, well, first of all, I want to ask CJ and Smitty, would y'all be lining up to serve on a submarine if you believed that, hey, these internal waves could just come around and sw- and boom, you're out of there? I wouldn't be lined up to serve on one period because I don't think I could take being underwater that long in in that small confined space. But definitely, probably not that. I mean, I would have loved, I regret actually not serving in the military, uh, but I sure don't think I'd pick getting in a metal tube and going under the water. Yeah, no, I agree. I would definitely never, just, ever sign up to go onto a submarine, even just for fun. I don't think I would do that just to go check it out. But I do think that there are people in the military that aren't afraid of... People that join the military have expectations of the terror that could potentially come their way and train for these things and practice and and know. So I don't know that they would have been afraid of an internal wave not that i totally understand what an internal wave is but my guess is that that would not be something that would stop people from going on a submarine if they were already planning i think it's like any other job like you have to have a certain mindset to do that specific task right some sniper sniper snipers have different mindsets than people on her submarines the people that go to the space station and stay up there for six months they have a certain mindset you know there's people that can't do those things because they're they wouldn't be capable of doing them so these people probably put their fears aside you know i would say i mean that's what the military does they they face all these bad things and they set their fear aside to try to to do good for the rest of us well but here's the question though if 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 it was an internal wave you know, or if it was because the sub is too old, or if it's not human error. Let's say it's something besides those things. Do we really expect them to tell us exactly what the reason was if it was none of these things? Oh, no. no. I, like, if something, if something fishy is going on, I mean, what better way to, to get rid of somebody than at the bottom of a, at the ocean? You know what I mean? That, that's pretty good pretty good way to get rid of evidence if something mm. were to be happening yeah and, and not only that i think uh, you know there's always been a beef in between pakistan and, and indonesia if i'm not mistaken right oh yeah, there is okay I mean, and plus that's close that's close to the south china sea yep and that would be uh very covert military stuff and i mean you know they could write that off as being an accident and it really wasn't an accident to keep from escalating things so badly 
yeah um, and it would be a an internal wave as they yeah. have so nicely put mm. out so you think yeah. indonesia's government would know that the, it was an attack but not want to admit it not want to admit like a sure. failure on their part maybe or I mean, yeah, no, no government wants to be responsible, know, uh, responsible or wrong or put their people in, in yeah. danger. Did you ever see? I mean, we weren't that? really stepping up. Sorry, Mr. J, when you were serving in the military, did you ever see that yourself? Like you were seeing what was happening firsthand, but what was being conveyed back to the United States or to the news outlets was different than what you were experiencing personally? Yes. More often than not, I would yeah, imagine. I can't really, <laughs> yeah, I can't really uh, elaborate too much on it, but um, I was in a few scuffles when I was over there and a few was to look at Operation Anaconda and Tora Bora. Uh, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies that surround that, why we didn't get a certain individual and just happened to sneak out of our hands. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, with all the breaking news and recent news about UFOs involved with our military and over water in particular, not only being over water, but incredibly being able to travel through air and water equally effective in the same trip same craft and other revelations you know you have to wonder what if what if these militaries they just don't know it could be a case where they just don't know what happened to the sub and so they're grasping for straws too right and that comes full circle back to all of the ufo news that's been coming out is that some of these people that have worked for the Pentagon that are now speaking up or former you know, Navy personnel are coming out and telling their stories. It does seem like what the US government is now saying is we don't know. We acknowledge that there is stuff happening. We acknowledge that these things are in our error, but we don't know what they are. And part of me wonders, do they yeah. really not know or do they know and they don't want us to know? It's just really tricky when you feel like you're being lied to in several different ways. Oh, I know. And I tell you what, like I said, we've talked a lot about synchronicity on here. And in a really tragic, and this is heartbreaking here, in a really tragic turn of events, the crew of this submarine actually recorded a popular farewell song together shortly before this incident have you guys heard this mm-hmm. yeah yeah i just heard that today yeah so i've actually got a clip of the farewell song and this is pretty moving honestly listening to this and and you have to pull the video up online too because they actually show here's here's the crew of this submarine you know just uh not that long before they're sunken down to their doom but here here they are singing a popular farewell song and i think we should play it for everybody
just tragic. Yeah. And what are the odds, right, that they would just get to, to say, hey, we, we're going to get together and sing a farewell song? Yeah, I know. That's really heartbreaking. Also, I, I don't know why this struck me. This is just like the time that we live in right now. But they they were all on that submarine and that when they were singing that song, right? None of them have yes. masks on. <laughs> it's just really weird to see a group of people that close together without masks on these days. And like, okay, either COVID isn't happening in Indonesia or maybe all of these military personnel have been vaccinated or because they spend so much time together, it just doesn't really make a difference. But my first thought was like, man, I would definitely not want to get COVID being stuck on a submarine and being underwater for how many days (laughs) but you know what i feel i feel like if you're yeah if you're living in a small metal tube with all these people then it probably is a moot point anyway right yep you're gonna be right close yeah sleeping quarters and all that so i mean it may as well make it as comfortable as possible yeah and they always talk about yeah. ventilation, right? Like I think Mr. J probably knows. I don't have any idea what ventilation is like on a submarine. Well, they can go, you know, a, fa- a fairly long time without having to um, go up to the surface, especially with uh, the type of technology we got today, um, where they uh, kind of recirculate air, um, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and 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 to go back to uh, what y'all were saying earlier about you know how it was, how long are they able to be serviced or and stay out in service and um, you know stay a submarine for as long as they can? Well, you know a majority of them have got nuclear power um, fuel, I guess you could say, and they are meant to to stay out for many, many, many years. When did you say that it was built? 1981? Is that when the... 40, 44 years ago, I think. Before that, I yeah. Think they, I think they have a lifespan of 50 plus years. But the thing is, they because technology is constantly changing, you know, you get better radar and sonar systems you get and that's why they come back in and get redressed with better um equipment technology i guess you could say yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm reading here that current submarines that we use in the united states um can stay underwater for 90 days they that the only limit really is just the food supply. So they're generally stocked with a 90-day food supply. So they can spend three months underwater. The diesel-powered submarines that we used to use had a limit of just several days submerged. I wonder what type of submarine this was in Indonesia, if it was diesel-powered or not. That's a great question. But, you know, these things have got to be made to withstand so much right i mean so much and just go down out of the blue like that oh absolutely um if i'm not mistaken one of the old submarines i think it was called the nautilus it went all the way i think into the is it called the ariana trench uh the mariana the, um, trench one yeah. of the, 
yes. Um, and much of a problem. Yeah, that's that's why it just boggles the mind, you know, to me about this whole story. And it reminds me a lot. I can't help but think of Commander David Fravor recently on Joe Rogan. And he was talking about some encounters that the military has. Mm -hmm. And he's a Navy, former Navy pilot for many years. And he was recently on the Joe Rogan experience talking about underwater UFOs and some torpedoes and CJ you had asked about the torpedoes so just to put this into context here's this submarine probably with torpedo capability and probably you would have to assume doing its own experiments out there or at least collecting data right sending out uh, vessels or things to collect data from about its surroundings and commander David Fravor was just talking about that exact same thing on Joe Rogan. We've got a little clip of that that I think we should play at this time. Here's Commander David Fravor on the Joe Rogan experience. And they have these things, they're called BQMs, they fly around and then when they're all done, because they'll fly towards the ships and the ship can, well, sorry about that, they can track with the radar. Also do the ships or submarines shoot torpedoes, they're, they're called telemetry rounds. So they have they gather all the data on what the torpedo is doing underwater. And then they blow ballast and this thing will come to the surface and float. And then they go pick them up and then they can extract all the data out of them. So they do it for both. So he said the first time they're out and they're going to pick up this BQM. And those things, when they're flying, they're done. A parachute comes out and they got to go. They hook it up. The helo drops the swimmer in the water. He goes and hooks this whole thing up. And then they hoist the whole thing up and fly back. And then they extract the data. So... He says he's sitting in the front, you know, in helicopters, there's, you know, CH-53, you can actually see down by your feet, you know, just like typical, like you go to Hawaii and ride, because you can see when you're touching down. So you got really good visibility out of those things, and you can stick your head out the window, too, because you're just kind of hanging out. He says he's going on there, and they're getting this thing hooked up, and as he's looking down, you know, because they're, I don't know what, 50 feet above the water, he sees kind of this dark mass coming up from the depths. And they start to hoist the the diver up and he's got they've got the bqm and as they hoist it up he says and he's looking at this thing going what the hell is that and then it just goes back down underwater it just like once they pull the kid and the the bqm out of the water this object descends back into the depths so he thinks well that was pretty weird so he goes out he says not too long later you know a few months later he's out and he's picking up a torpedo so he says they got the they hook the diver up on the winch and they're lowering him in and as he's looking down he sees this big massive he goes it's not a submarine he's seen submarines before once you see a submarine you, you can't confuse it with something else this big object you know kind of circular he says is coming up from the depths and he starts screaming to through the intercom system to tell him to pull the diver up and the diver's like a few feet from the water so they reverse the winch and the diver's thinking what the hell's going on and he's getting pulled up and all of a sudden uh, he said the torpedo just got sucked down underwater and the object just descended back down into the depths and they never recovered the, the torpedo. Jesus. Wow. So much about what, that. I have questions. <laughs> but you know what? Tell me, when you hear that, does your mind not automate, does your mind not go there when you then hear about the submarine case? Right. Yeah. Something is messing with our military operation systems. But also, yes. is that how they recover and torpedoes? They just send one dude down <laughs> to grab the torpedo? <laughs> like, do we know that it's not a live one? It's not going to explode? I mean, goodness, what a job to be that guy. 
Well, you know what? They also went on to say in that same episode of Joe Rogan that these guys that they do send down and, and the pilots also, that they're very emotional about this subject because they were getting put out there in all this, but they weren't told what was being seen and what was happening. That there were people along the chain of command that knew. There were, for example, the radar operators or the radio con- you know, controllers. There were people along the chain that knew, but it, it was never relayed to the pilots, for example, or to the folks getting sent down on these winches into the water. They never knew about these situations. And so they're emotional about it and upset, and I don't think you can blame them. Yeah. I think a lot of our military personnel are put into danger that they aren't told about. <laughs> and Mr. J, how's that ring with you, The this decompartmentalization that the, of the military? Does that sound about right to you, about how they just keep the information within certain pockets? Yes. Yes, because of people like to talk. Right. Um, so I didn't know I was heading over. I mean, we all knew that we were heading over, but we didn't know when, what day, what time, anything like that until we got a phone call that said, we're leaving right now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And there's no hugs and kisses with the kids. There's no nothing. It's 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 on. You're back in the in the back of a C-130 going, oh, are we haloing? You know, it happens that fast. So, yeah, and you got to believe that, we, I'm sorry, CJ, no, I was going to say, you got to believe like with the submarine that you probably have a pocket of of people who really know what's going on. Right. And then you right. have the official story. And wow, how often have we seen that scenario play out Oh, I don't know, since Roswell. (laughs) So let me ask you guys this. It does seem like everything has been kept hush-hush. It's all been compartmentalized, like you said. Very few people have all of the information. Everybody has little bits and pieces there, but every time something's happened in the past, it's been explained away some, some way else, right? Just like with this submarine. But suddenly... The government is saying, okay, here we released these 80,000 UFO documents and the Pentagon's going to release more information about UFOs and oh, there's a documentary coming out with more information. Why do you think that now the government is saying we do recognize that there's UFOs and we're going to share the information? What do you think has changed? Well, they want to mess with your mind. <laughs> okay, there might be, there might be UFOs out there, but there might not be. You know, look at Project Blue Book. Right. The, their whole reason was to have a scientific explanation about what was really going on. Yeah. Whether or not, I mean, um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. 
No, but you're right. They've tried to explain uh, away everything, right? Everything that's happened, they've found some sort of explanation yes. for. And it just feels like in recent months, and maybe this is just the you know whistleblowers and what have you are saying, no, actually, we don't have explanations for these things. These things move in ways that our military does not have the technology for. They can change direction in ways that we can't replicate. Um, do we think that... Do we trust them? Do we I, I believe, believe that I, I I believe that they're they actually do have that technology. Believe it or not, that was one of my. Well, thoughts. I will tell you this. My uh, a friend of mine's uncle worked for the CIA, and he said the only thing he could ever tell her about the the job that he did is that we have technology now that we've had for years. And that they have technology now that they won't release for years and years. Because you think about if we released a solely water-based powered car, how many billions of dollars of industry would collapse? Maybe this is the military's way of saying, hey, you still need us. Because you really think about it, uh, we don't have a whole lot of outside threats. Some, but maybe it's wanting to up military spending now we've got all these ufos mm. popping up we're talking about it's kind of strange that they're talking about it all of a sudden i don't know it's anybody's yeah. guess i guess i'm kind but of you know what I'm, here I'm, i feel like there's more people out there that are catching these things on video right you cannot deny that these videos exist maybe it is our technology but we don't want to admit that right. yet we don't want to admit it to other government agencies so now all of a sudden it's in our favor to say oh yeah there are ufos but here's yeah. the question well, and i'm sorry miss Shea. maybe it's our technology and maybe we have adapted it from you know recovered extraterrestrial technology from the 40s or who knows when ancient extraterrestrial discoveries and but the question then is what about other countries do they have this technology or they're trying to play catch up all things unexplained will return in a moment hey unexplained ones this is dr mounts we would love for you to follow us and give us a five-star review Check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. There you will find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon. This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you'll find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for an All Things Unexplained exclusive Shocking new information about UFO encounters by the Navy. Because let me tell you all a little story. I think this will be a good time. So I was recently speaking to someone around here. A lady, I'm not going to reveal her name or her occupation to protect her identity. But she had just an incredible story to tell me. So she knew about our podcast and she herself is and is interested in such things as a matter of fact you know she had her own theory which by the way i, th- I thought was a really groundbreaking theory you know because we talk about we hear all the time about here it is they see them and then boom they disappear right mm-hmm. 
So she actually believes there are the these other dimensions, like a, a fourth dimension, for example, oh. and and that they are not just they're not accelerating, let's say, at near the speed of light away. They're just slipping into another dimension, possibly not even going anywhere, you know. But like being they call here, that theory, the string theory. Right, they're, so they're still kind of in this realm, right? They're just slipping, kind of like when you fold a piece of paper in half, right? And you connect the two points on both sides of the paper. So they're just slipping to the other dimension. And that, that theory, I thought, wow, that's really intriguing. It reminded me of our one of our guests, Gary, about that with the electronic voice phenomenon, right? Gary Arnold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe these vo- he's got alien voices coming from clearly another dimension of some sort, right? Yeah. But, so anyway, she was telling me some of her theories, which I thought was great. But then she wanted to tell me something a little more personal. And she actually was nervous and afraid to reveal this information. Her brother is active right now in the military, in the Navy. And so he's out on ships in the ocean. And he was telling her some of this over the telephone. He was actually nervous to tell her things over the telephone. He's, he told her, you know, I probably shouldn't be telling you this over the telephone. But he was telling her that, yes, our ships are getting blitzed by crafts, by unknown crafts and when it happens they are knocking our electronics off oh my goodness offline and her brother it works with the electronic systems in the navy and so they're worried about number one are other countries or other entities accessing everything we've got and taking it when our systems just go completely offline. And number two, just what could happen if they if they can do this to us, you know, what else what else can they do? Right? And it was his job when they encounter these crafts, whether they came out of the ocean, whether they're in the ocean or whether they're in the air, it was his job to attempt to get our electrical their electric electrical systems back online. Now, can you imagine that? And, and to me, this is a startling revelation from a member of the Navy that we're out there. And by the way, it throws a big wrench into is this is our technology and we've got it. Well, maybe we've got some of it, but clearly somebody else has got it, too, because, you know, this is our own own ships being blitzed out there, being bombarded. And then she she hesitated. And, and you could tell she got re- very nervous. But she had one other thing she wanted to tell me. And she said, you know, I probably should not be telling you this. But he said during their last encounter that someone died. Mm. Now, was it an attack? Did on the craft, for example, and the ship sunk or he got thrown overboard or... Or was the person being lowered into the water to retrieve a torpedo or one of these data collection objects and got sucked down? 
she couldn't go into that but somebody literally died during the last encounter with one of these objects and it, to me that was the first i've ever heard of an actual do uh, documented of sorts death in one of these situations so when you said that's getting like blitzed by something you're saying that there's an object they're seeing these objects that are getting close to the ship Yes, well, not only that, but they're literally attacking the ships in terms of knocking all systems off. Okay, but not like flying at them, not launching anything in their direction. They're surrounding the ship and then the power goes out. Well, she, she couldn't go into that, so okay. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But it does make you wonder, well, somebody died from something. Right. Here's a theory that goes along with Jay's. What if this is military technology that we have and we're passing off as UFO technology so other countries won't know that we have that technology and they'll say, well, the U.S. doesn't have that, so we don't need to try to infiltrate them to try to get this technology. Wouldn't be the first time somebody's trying to spy on us, so that would be a pretty good cover-up. Well, that's a good point. And, you know, somebody that's been getting a lot of breaking news from some of these leakers of information is Jeremy Corbell. And he's been on a lot of shows. And I've got a clip from him from military.com. And I think that that would give us a little insight, at least from Jeremy Corbell's point of view. So let me pull up that clip. Here's Jeremy Corbell from on military.com. Christy, yeah, so this filmmaker, he just released this video that was taken by the U.S. Navy. He says that this is the best UFO video that has ever been released to the public. But there are a lot more questions than there are answers. Who are they? Where are they from? And what is their intent? All questions that immediately come to mind with the mention of UFOs. We are now at a tipping point. It is time to let the public know what is known what no matter how big or small what is known about the ufo presence on planet earth la-based investigative filmmaker jeremy corbell recently released this video taken by the navy showing what he describes as pyramid-shaped ufos flying over the uss russell off the san diego coast in july of 2019. ufos are real they're flying with impunity within our restricted airspace they represent an advanced and sophisticated technology and it's a technology that requires scientific scrutiny and study. The Pentagon has since confirmed that the video is authentic. It's part of a recent data dump by Corbell and investigative reporter George Knapp. These pictures were taken by a pilot in March of 2019, apparently showing three different UFOs. Two have since been dubbed the Metallic Blimp and the Sphere. Corbell says these images from a Navy ship show a UFO seamlessly traveling through air and water. The astonishing thing about it was its transmedium characteristic, meaning it was able to breach or penetrate the air to sea barrier without destruction. We don't have vehicles that can do that at high velocity where it can go from flying to, you know, into the water. The goal is to expand the conversation about UFOs and demand transparency from the American government. I don't know what it is we're seeing, but what I do know is that we should find out and this is the role that the Department of Defense needs to play. The script has flipped 
and people are now taking this seriously and eliminating the unnecessary ridicule that has stigmatized the UFO topic. And, you know, we may get some answers very soon. The U.S. government actually set to release a report just on UFOs this upcoming June. Some people believe that it's going to show there have been a lot more sightings than have been made public in the past. Reporting live in El Segundo, Chelsea Edwards. Alex Christine, back to you. And we'll see, right? But, again, you know what? If this was our technology, would we be inviting such scrutiny and such attention to it? Maybe, but but why would we do that? What do you think, Mr. Uh, J? Because I've already, I've already got the next level ready to go and tested and ready to, to send to the air, water, and sea, and space. At, on top of that, so I've, I've already. How can I? I'm trying to put this in the right words. I got it in my head, y'all, and I'm sorry. Um, okay, so Tim, I keep telling you about the the half blues, right? Yep. And when did that technology come out? You remember off the yeah. top of your head? It's been a while back, right? Yep, yep. So, yeah. and that was the stealth bombers. And oh, right. St- yeah, stuff like this. They were testing and flying that stuff long ago. Mm-hmm. Long ago. And we just found out about it, what, in 2000s? Yeah, stealth right. bombers. That had been late '90s, I would think. But yeah, they definitely have technology far, far advanced from what we know. So that that comes down to, okay, our what we're seeing, our military's technology, and if so, are they playing it off as UFOs so that adversaries don't know that we have the technology? Number one. Number two, is it technology that belongs to? our adversaries and the U.S. government doesn't want to admit that they aren't keeping up. Or number three, is this coming from some sort of alien slash foreign entity that's not explained? And what are your guys' thoughts? Sounds like, Jay, you think our technology, they're playing it off as something else. What about you, Tim and Smitty? Yeah, I think so. It just like I said, there's so many things that the government doesn't tell us about everything. You think about uh, from I don't know the JFK assassination to any of these assassinations and all those types of things. I mean, they don't want to. I don't know. It's amazing, and all the studying I've ever done. They even like if they have a, another leader come over here every move the president makes is choreographed to make him look stronger than the other leader mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna stand on top of the stairs so the guy can come up to him our government thinks of literally everything to make us look stronger than other governments so it's possible a military but it's also possible it's other things who knows maybe it's well, elon musk <laughs> you know, what's what's funny that you should say that is in one of these interviews, uh-huh. I think it was with Jeremy Corbell, he said, we don't we don't have this technology. Elon doesn't have right. this technology. Right, I heard that too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You won't believe our next episode. 
we've taken the technology that has been presented to us and made it so much more effective and put our own spin on it to where it would be able to suffice us through the future. This has been All Things Unexplained.